What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fight Talk Podcast. This is Steven Jensen. What you're about to hear right now is a snippet from our last episode of Live Rounds with myself and Doug. Uh, This is a portion of the show. We had the full show Tuesday, every Tuesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. And because I couldn't get you guys an MMA show this week, I gave Moe's the week off and we actually did a Twitch stream instead. Twitch.tv slash Fight Talk underscore. Shoot me a follow over there and catch the live streams over there on Twitch. But over on YouTube, myself and Doug Bateman, which you're about to hear, we talked some MMA. We talked Cannoneer versus Gastelum this upcoming weekend. We talked about the upcoming match between Anderson Silva and Tito Ortiz in boxing that was recently announced. We talked a little bit about the Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley that's coming up in a couple weeks. And we'll talk about that more next week as well. But got you guys some MMA and boxing topics here to get you a uh, MMA show this week. So kick back, relax, and enjoy. And also shout out to our sponsors, Music City Toys and Collectibles. Make sure to check them out. Follow them on all social media at Music City Toys. Check out their new retail location, 101 West Main Street in Watertown, Tennessee. They got everything you can possibly imagine for pro wrestling. They got MMA stuff as well. And they have various sports and various, um, I guess we'll call, you know, comic book type stuff or Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles and a bunch of fandoms that you can check out over there at Music City Toys and Collectibles. So support them because they support us. Also shout out to WrestleRumble.com. If you're a fan of professional wrestling, this weekend they have the SummerSlam Pick'em Contest. $1,000 going to the winner of that. And they're giving away multiple championship belts, replica belts. So they have a raffle for $1 and then they have the actual Pick'em Contest. So check that out at WrestleRumble.com. Stay up to date with all their contests and giveaways at WrestleRumble on Twitter. And shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. He is a boxing coach. He owns a gym in Atlanta, Georgia called Steel Boxing and Athletics. He can help you reach your goals. If you want to learn how to throw hands, get in better shape, if you want to just lose weight, if you want to compete at an amateur or professional level in any combat sport, or if you have neurological issues like Parkinson's, MS, dystonia, a whole bunch of stuff, Brian is totally certified to help you reach your goals. doesn't matter what you look like. doesn't matter how heavy you are. doesn't matter how out of shape you are or in shape you are. Whatever level you're at, Brian can help you reach your goals. He can meet you in Atlanta, Georgia at his gym. He can meet you at your business, at your house, at a park. Doesn't matter. He'll make it happen. If you're anywhere else in the world, he can help you over Zoom and Skype. Just hit him up on Instagram. Instagram is BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen right now. Without further ado, enjoy this conversation about Anderson Silva versus Tito Ortiz, Jared Cannonier versus Kelvin Gastelum, and a little bit about Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley right here on the Fight Talk Podcast. So with Cannonier and Gastelum, basically, like, who do you think wins? Because like, I, I haven't pulled the rankings, but they both got to be, like, right outside of the top five. Who did Cannonier fight last? He lost. It was to, I, uh, I think it was to Whitaker, if I remember correctly. Which, I mean, that's no scrub, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and Gastelum has been really like hit or miss lately. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember who he last fight. I'm going to pull it up right now. But I mean, I think it's a pretty classic, you know, stylistic fight of like, you know, if Gaslam gets it to the ground, he'll have success. If Cannonier can keep it standing, he will. Oh, they're both coming off losses to, uh, to Whitaker, I think. Let me double check on Cannonier because 
Let me just double check that it was. Yeah, so Whitaker and Gaslam are both coming off losses to Whitaker right now. You you mean uh, Cannonier and Gaslam? But yeah, sorry, yeah. Cannonier and Gaslam both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, I don't. I, I, me personally, I just don't feel like I've seen a lot of Cannonier enough to really. I've seen a ton of Gaslam, and like you said, he's hit and miss. Um, so I, I don't know who who are you leaning towards. I'm leaning towards Cannoneer mainly okay. because like he was on a stretch where he beat David Branch, Anderson Silva, and Jack Hermanson back to back to back before the Whitaker loss. If he would have beat Whitaker, he would have been getting a title shot. He was like right there. Um, so I feel like if he beats Gaslam, he's right back in that mix because he's also one of the few guys that Adesanya hasn't fought yet. Because that that plays a big factor into it at yeah. middleweight too. Is like who hasn't Adesanya already fought, and he's already roll, rolling through rematches right now. So like. Um, I think Cannonier, if Cannonier's like super motivated, which I have no reason to believe he, he wouldn't have been, but like, if he, if he knows like back against the wall, this is your, this is your chance to get a title shot. Like if you beat Gaslam, you're still in that mix. Um, cause Gaslam's just in a, in a tough spot in the division. Like he's been to the top, never won the title, but kind of lingers there, but then he'll go on, he'll like lose a few in a row and, you know, so. But I think it's a good fight. Um, I'm going to take Cannoneer. I just think Cannoneer's going to be able to avoid getting like taken down a whole bunch, and he'll just have the better striking. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm fine with that. I I, I think it's a 50-50 type fight. Um, but, yeah, Cannoneer, I mean, that makes sense. Gaslam always is one of those guys that you can't really count out, though. He kind of shows up. I mean, I think he's been by far the closest one to beat Izzy. Like, he really put him – through through hell in that fight so you just never know but uh yeah, yeah cannoneer sounds like a solid pick yeah i was i was live at that gasoline i was talking fight that was the best fight i've ever seen live like that that yeah. was nuts that was um, great. and then the only other fight i'd want to highlight is um clay guida in the co-main against mark madsen i love clay guida like i i just think he's a really fun fighter to watch he's been around forever like OG. true veteran yeah. og seems like a good dude like and he's just like a an example of just like hard work. Like, and the guy, I love how his conditioning is on such a level that after he fights, he's like doing laps in the octagon yep. after he fights, like just to show that he's not tired. Yep. Um. But Mark Madsen's no joke. I don't. I don't know if you've seen much of him or not. Not really. Off the top of my head, he was he last. His last fight was Austin Hubbard, so not like a huge name. He hasn't fought any like real names yet, but he's ten and zero. Okay. And he was a silver medalist in the Olympics uh, for Greco-Roman wrestling in 2016 in the Olympics. So, like, he's super Doesn't high level for Clay Guida. Yeah, and he's also he's 36. Guida is he's got to be pushing 40, right? Guida yeah, is so. 39. Yeah. yeah, so not a huge age difference, but uh, Madsen's one of those dudes that, like, you know, he had like this long wrestling kind of kind of like DC almost. Like he had this yeah. long wrestling career and just got into MMA late, but gotcha. he's 10 and 0 so far. And I think he's probably a good pick to pick against Guida, but it's a good test for Madsen. And Guida's already, I think he's in the UFC Hall of Fame for his fight with Diego Sanchez. Yeah. Um, that, that fight. Yeah. Yeah. For the fight. Like he's one of those guys, dude, like there's going to be this generation or these kind of guys, um, like Clay Guida and like Neil Magny and like yep. these type of dudes, Jim Miller kind of guys yep. where it's like, they're going to be kind of fringe hall of fame level guys, even Joe with, Yeah. Like these guys who just consistently had good fights for like years and years and years and 
were always relevant to some degree. Like yeah. a guy like Neil Magny has like, he's fought like everybody. If you look yeah. at that guy's record, it's like, and he's beaten some really damn good ones too. Yeah. I mean, um, but he, he'll probably never be the champion. But like, when you look at his resume, you're like, damn, like, when you really look at that, he's probably done more than Stefan Bonner has. You know what I right. mean? Like, you know, it's right. like you're so um the point is big clay Guida fan. I think he's in for a tough night against Mark Madsen, but it's also gonna be a litmus test to know where Madsen's at because he uh and this is also in the lightweight division, which is just that's a tough one to break through into the upper echelon with all the money fights there. But uh Madsen could be interesting because I see him as almost like a uh like Gregor Gillespie, I thought might have been that that kind of like wrestler that rose the ranks and was going to be a big challenge for someone like Habib potentially. I think Madsen might kind of be that guy right now at lightweight. He's like deceivingly kind of flying under the radar right now. Nice. Um, yeah. No, to me, it kind of sounds like Clay Guid is like that that stepping stone that fight. So it sounds like that Madsen's going to win. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that mean, that's my prediction. I'm taking Madsen and I'm taking Cannoneer as, as my two picks, but um I'm always down to watch Clay Guida fight. And Calvin Glasslow, you know, no disrespect, just he's just, he's just so hit or miss that like I just can't consistently choose him. So on my uh DraftKings from the last UFC, um I'm like in a group where like you pick in between like there's like seven of us or something and we put money at the beginning of the year and like you pick the six fights. And based out the end of the year, whoever has the most like correct. And like, I was like in third and after UFC 265, I went five for six. So it put me in first. So I'm nice. I'm in pretty good shape now, but uh, yeah, I, I pretty much nailed my picks. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have parlayed that, <laughs> but yeah. yeah good well, stuff. so outside of that, so Anderson Silva and Tito Ortiz. What's That's happening in boxing. Wild thing. Like I remember I read that and I was just like, is this like Tom Customs of MMA? Like who's who's reporting this? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's like uh, MMA, MMA junkie, what? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I was just like, huh? First off, let me get this straight right now. Tito cannot make 195. I don't care what he agrees to <laughs> or what, like it will never happen. He will, he'll just end up giving up part of his purse. He'll be super pissed about it, but he cannot make 195. Like no way, no way in hell, especially on this short of notice. Like he, he, he was told like it like late July, if he's interested, you know, and then he's like definitely interested and then, like, Anderson's like, but it has to be at 195, like, no exceptions. And he's, like, super pissed that they're making him go down that much. But that's what happens when you're part of the A side. You get to make the rules, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah, as he should be, by the way. Like, this is – this is – I know you're a well, Tito guy, but, like, no, Anderson's going to – He's getting his ass kicked. Yeah. He's getting his ass kicked. I will say this about Tito, though. The guy always surprises me. He always comes out and finds ways to, like, something that you didn't expect him to do or not do as well. Like, he's got super – he's got a lot of heart. I do think that he's been training on his hands a lot. So I don't think that it's going to just be, like, this total, like, he looks like a, a a fish out of water. Like, I think he'll have a good stance. I think he'll throw some solid punches. I think he'll outweigh Anderson quite a bit. So he will have, the like, the strength advantage. But when Anderson figures out his timing, like it is going to be bad. It's going to be bad. I, I see it as a TKO, though. I don't think he'll actually knock Tito out, 
but I think Tito will just cover up and the referee's going to stop the fight. I think Tito just shoots a double and slams him and just takes the, <laughs> takes the DQ. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is kind of cool, though, for me, honestly. Like, I, I love both guys. I mean, clearly Tito's, like, my number one guy. But, like, uh, I never thought in a million years I would see these guys <laughs> in a competition. And, like, even if it's Tito getting his ass kicked, I still think it's a fun card. Like, you get Tito Ortiz versus Anderson Silva. You get Vitor Belfort versus Oscar De La Hoya. David Hayes on the undercard as well. Like, that's that's pretty pretty fun night of fights. Is David Hayes, like, a champion that's on the undercard of all this? David Hay is, like, a former UK heavyweight champion that had, like, the gift of gab. And, like, he didn't live up to his potential as much. But, like, he can talk. He can, he, he's, he's definitely, he's been retired for a while, but like he was a star in the UK, like kind of, kind of, um, Anthony Joshua, like before Anthony Joshua, like he was that guy that was supposed to be like the next big thing. So gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all for the fight, by the way. Like, I love that if we're going to get Silva versus Tito, like I'm a Tito fan. Like I, yeah. I, I'm a fan of his, his fight career. I'm right. I loved watching his fight with Del Rio. <laughs> came, out, came out to I'm a real American, the Hulk Hogan oh thing. Oh, my God, he did, yeah. didn't he? I forgot about that. Fire, dude. I walked out hard when he came out to break stuff against yes, uh, Liddell Chuck. for the third time. Yeah, oh, I was – like when they did the who's in the house, Tito's in the house, yeah. I was just like, wow, he's going to really do it, you know, because I always thought I should. And I, I figured out like um, – because, you know, he'd always come out to Mosh, right? Yeah. And Eminem like became like this like avid Trump hater or whatever. And then like Tito's a big Trump fan, right? So then he was like, I'm done with it. And so then I was like, there's a chance for break stuff. Like he could come out to it. And he did. So because I hated it. I I hated his whole time he came out to Mosh. I hated Mosh. I I thought it was just dumb. I didn't like it. It should have always been break stuff. That was just always perfect. It never went away. Like, I get the bad boy for life against Chuck at 47. Like it was it fit the moment. And I mean, he came out to Cinderella man against Rashad, but like for the most, and then he came out to fight the power when he was like fighting with the UFC against Machida at uh, 84. Mm-hmm. Almost, almost got put him in that uh, triangle oh, show. So sorry. You, you, uh, you, lagged there for a second i like just say i've always hated mosh i've never yeah so i uh and the thing about that too is like it's so captures like that whole era like tito ortiz with the with like the bleach blonde hair which was like a big thing back then and coming out to new metal music which was like when he was the champion that was the main music that people at least like our gen like our demographic was listening to um then one so song that's super underrated too that didn't get enough play was he came out to let's do this now against Randy Couture, which is a corn song. Um, and and that was that was an awesome song. And that's when see, and one people one thing that people don't give Tito enough credit for is like if they were going to transition to a new opener, a new graphic, a new anything, it was a Tito card, right? So like if Tito was Tito was like the first one to show that they were gonna do entrances. Then the first one to walk away to stop doing interests and just do regular ring walks, they saved it for a Tito card. Like it was always like if they were going to do the new intro, it was a Tito card. Like Tito was a big part of the USC. Oh yeah. Big time, big time. It, it's unfortunate that he's had these falling outs with the company over mm-hmm. and over, over the years because the company just doesn't recognize 
what he meant to to the whole sport of MMA. Like he really did. That's a whole other podcast in itself. But he really did yeah. put the company on his back in the in those like best damn sports show peer like time frames of like like they couldn't get on any like real shows and like it was basically still outlawed all over the place and like Tito was the only draw they had for like five I, years. I just remember like going for Ken Shamrock for that fight. And then, like, because Tito was, like, this cocky kid that just came across as, like, really ignorant. And Ken was so serious. And I thought, man, like, Ken's going to beat his ass, right? And then, dude, Tito came out to that Limp Biscuit entrance and break stuff with the fire. And he just, like, threw his shirt off. And then Joe Rogan's like, oh, he's ready to go. Let him go, you know? And then I'm just like, yeah! <laughs> and then, like, Tito beat his ass and i was just like oh man like he's legit like wow it, it were kind of reminding me of like sean michaels in a way because like sean was always like this like cocky arrogant guy but then like he would get an undertaker's face and i was just like oh okay like he's a badass too so he's like a backstreet boy pretty boy but he's like a badass in the ring and so like tito kind of had that same type of vibe to me and uh yeah and then like you find out later on like good friends of corn and like he hangs out with fred durst and like his buddies with dennis rodman i'm just like this guy's badass you know what i mean yeah when he uh there's something to say about that but he i just lost it it had it it definitely had to do with tito but it was something you probably just you just probably covered he he oh god i wish i could remember what i was gonna say that's all right but he uh yeah i'm i'm obviously I'm a big fan. I or at least, you know, how do you feel about him still fighting? Like, are, do you like seeing it because like you're a fan and like, he's still able to do it. So you still like, right. But you're, you're, you'd wish he would stop. I mean, I, I like when he's doing some selective fights that it works, but he's 46 years old. I mean, I remember this guy was like on MMA weekly radio talking to Ryan Bennett, talking about he was going to retire at 35 and talking about how he would never fight like old Randy Couture or, anything like that and he wanted to do movies and he wanted to do all these other things and like sadly i don't think he's the best with money and he's also very paranoid about being broke and i feel like he has to take his fights because he needs the money and so like it just you know and i mean let's be honest he's really said a lot of controversial things politically that's got him canceled in a lot of places and he doesn't necessarily have the most opportunity to make money like he used to so, I mean, this is a huge fight for him. Like, he really needs this fight. But I, I think it's kind of sad at this point, honestly. Yeah. I remember I was not going to say, basically, that he he was a great example, especially for everything you just described about, like, when you saw him fight Ken Shamrock. He was yep. definitely the closest thing to a professional wrestler in MMA at that time. Yep. So, like, they That's really... You felt that like you were watching connection. a pro wrestler. Yeah. That was the connection. I was a pro wrestling <laughs> fan. So, when I saw that... Like, dude, that weekend was the same, like, weekend or, like, right around the same time as the first Elimination Chamber. So, like, I, I was so hyped for that. And then I watched the UFC, and it was just like, wow. Then I had to order Pride because Chuck was on that card, and I saw Chuck fight at UFC 40. Then I saw Rampage and Vanderlei, and it just – the rest was history. Um, and it gave me such a different feel because it was, like, that unpredictability that you didn't know, and it was, like, better than boxing. like, But, like – Honestly, like Tito and Ken are the reason that that I watch the sport. Like they they deserve a lot of credit. Both of them do. So, yeah. And like I watched the MMA Hour with Ariel Hawani, which was great, by the way. I loved it. And I felt like that 
just just alone that show being back there's going to be fights that are going to happen because of that show like there used to be like there's going to be a lot of stuff that's talked about that probably never would have been talked about because of that show so like i like that aspect of it um and uh it honestly it, it didn't feel like like the mma hour but upgraded it felt like just the return of the mma hour but the interview with rampage man he really came across as like humble but it also kind of made me sad like it, it's like he feels like he's forgotten and i feel like that's the way a lot of these guys feel like they still need to box and they still need to fight because they're like hey like i'm still here and nobody remembers me like i'm not showing any highlight packages i'm not shown as like how important i was to the sport and like so now i've got to fight shannon briggs on december 4th in a boxing fight you know what i mean and how old is shannon briggs now He's got to be like 48. Like he has white beard. I'm going to say, I figured he'd be even older than that. Maybe he could be. But yeah, I mean, it was sad when like Ariel was asking like who his next MMA fight was going to be, if he was going to come back. And he's like, you still with Bellator? Like, did are you done with them? And they're like, he's like, man, they were done with me. Like yep. I lost the Fedor and they just threw me away like in the trash basically. And it's like, oh damn, dude. Like. That's yep. how far Rampage is like star power has fallen. He went from like, you know, doing the A-Team movies to like now Bellator doesn't even want him. It's like, damn, dude. Well, and like, honestly, this this tr this Triller card or whatever, like it, it's kind of mismatches. Like, yeah, Vitor's huge and all that. But like if Oscar's still Oscar, he should beat the crap out of Vitor, like legit. And if, you know. We saw Anderson, and, like, I don't think Tito is going to be, like, uh, anything that's going to be really tough for him. And not only that, like, one thing I will say, though, Tito always has used, like, this type of defense with boxing gloves. It'll work a lot better. So he at least will have that. He does have a really good chin. I, I do think that he hits harder than people think um, when he really puts all his power into it. So it'll be interesting if he can even clip Anderson or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, these both are kind of mismatches. But they're fun mismatches. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's kind of a step back for Anderson after beating Chavez Jr. and like looking so impressive. But well, it's I also like a, it was. I was gonna say it's also like a short notice type thing. And I think if Anderson like smokes Tito, he's still gonna be in line to fight like a Logan Paul or something like that. Like he'll do something big. My thing is, is like Anderson could go fight a Chavez, right? And then he could go fight some other like legit boxer somewhat, but nobody would know who he is. At least you're going to go out there. You're going to fight a name like Tito. You're going to probably yeah. have a highlight reel. And then you're on to something else. Like exactly. for me, it works out. As long as you're fighting a name that garners attention, mismatch or not, a name is what will get people's attention. And so, you know, and then, you know, you've got – Logan Paul on the horizon after that. So to me, it's like, you know, you fight Tito and then you go and fight Logan Paul. Like that's kind of perfect, honestly. Yeah. And then like, if some of these guys aren't available and you box like Aaron Carter or Lamar Odom, <laughs> just keep, keep doing it, man. <laughs> Isn't Lamar some, I saw a thing that like Lamar Odom's fighting somebody. Oh, Riddick Bowe. Like, no, that's sad, man. Riddick I don't Bo know who that like, is. Oh, like Riddick Bowe had a trilogy with Evander Holyfield. He was one of the number one heavyweights in the world. In like the 90s? Yes, but he has like severe brain damage. And he's like outside trying to sell autographs for $20 at boxing events. Like it's, it's he's got really bad um, uh, 
uh, punch drunk mouth. Like when he talks, it's all like, yeah. And they're gonna put him in there with Lamar Odom. Like that's that's just a cash grab, dude. The sad thing about Lamar Odom, and I'm just telling you like it is. If they weren't wearing headgear, Aaron Carter would have beat him. Like I'm not even kidding. Like Aaron Carter landed like. No, I answered to the face. Like right at the, the beginning of the fight. The only thing is, though, is I don't know if the headgear would have mattered. Like I don't know if Aaron Carter has any power whatsoever. Like he nailed him, and it was just like, yeah, you know. So I, I don't know. <laughs> Lamar would have started laughing and shoved him with his, with his fist. <laughs> didn't, oh, even God. Punch, didn't even punch him. Just shoved him out of the way. Um. I want to see Aaron Carter fight again. I want to see him fight one of those, uh, like, I watched <laughs> a long ago, and it was John Fight TV. They sent me some codes to check some stuff out. I, I didn't know who any of the people at the show were. It was, like, TikTokers versus YouTubers boxing each other. And they were so bad. <laughs> like, Aaron Carter was better than most of the people on the show. Like, I got to I gotta give Aaron Carter a little bit of, a little bit of credit because he is better he is better than a lot of these people that are like doing these celebrity boxing fights, and he's really bad. But like, he's better than like these TikTokers I've seen. But see, that's my thing. Like Tito and Anderson is not that. That's where it's, it's like a it's, step above that. It, yes. It's it's definitely a step above. Like it's it's a fun fight, but like there should be a clear winner that's a favorite, just like the other one. But there, it's a fun fight. It's a fun pay per view. Yeah. So is there anything else going on in MMA or boxing that's, like, really – I mean, Manny's, Manny's fighting this weekend. Manny Pacquiao's fighting this weekend. He's fighting a guy named Yugos or whatever. I I think Manny beats him. If you haven't seen a Manny Pacquiao fight, watch the fight. It's definitely worth it. Manny's a really exciting fighter, um, and he'll only be around for so much longer. So it's definitely uh, worth checking out if you haven't seen Manny fight. If he wins, you think they're going to rebook him in Errol Spence? Yes, but man, boxing is so, so screwy. Like, because yeah. then it could be like, well, Manny's got to be his senator, and Earl's not going to wait around, so Earl will fight his number one contender, who's like ranked fifteenth in the world. Like, who cares? You know, like they they book these stupid matchups, and they never give the fans what they want to see. That's what was so frustrating. It's like. Someone like Manny has to have balls to take on a fight like Earl Spence, and he was actually willing to do it, and then it gets canceled. So it's really unfortunate. Well, next week we can't forget to uh, preview Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley because that'll be next fight. weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I might even wind up doing a watch along for Fightful for that. I don't know. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna ask if uh, they want me to do that because it's it's honestly a bigger fight than a lot of these UFC cards that we've been doing, which is wild but it's a big fight it's yeah. definitely a big fight um yeah we'll jason knock his that. ass out dude it's gonna oh be so God. it's gonna be wild dude it's gonna be like, wild tired, like you can't recover from that no the only they, way you can recover from that is like if jake paul turns out to be like 100 percent legit yeah like he like beats woodley but then also like actually like beats like a world champion or something right. like in like boxing he, he maybe fights canelo and actually like wins some rounds and stuff and it's like oh okay but like the the one thing though i will say with the paul brothers is they have a weight advantage like they're yeah. they're bigger kids so they're younger they're bigger kids but man i don't know I feel like Tyron could get him up against the corner and just unload on his face too. Like it, 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 it very well could go either way. 
as possible. And it's, it's also like a grown ass man versus kind of like a man child kind of, yep. you know, it's there, there is that as element to, to a degree also, but I've said it before too on here, like for Woodley, it really is two very polar, polar opposite outcomes for him. Like that are going to either send him, he's either going to be, wild. yeah. He, I mean, the consequences are, are dire on both ends. Like, either he wins and he totally redeems himself, like redeem himself in the MMA community. Can people can forget about the, the rap career and the acting yep. career. And, you know, and you're the one who, who was the MMA fighter that represented for MMA and finally shut this kid up yep. or you get beat by him on top of all the things I just mentioned. And you are, you'll be clowned harder than aspirin. Like, you know I'm what I mean? I'm sorry, like, but like if you had been beat by Colby Covington and Jake Paul, like the, in the, in the, in his community, like there's no coming back from that. Like they're going to look at that guy like a scrub. Well, and he already like, I mean, I'm like, they had that, that face off not that long ago. And Jake was like, Hey, let's put up like purse versus purse. Like, if you're that confident, like, I'll put all my money on the line and you put all your money on the line for the fight and we'll do this. Like, if you're that confident, Tyron wouldn't do it. And it's like, dude, like, this is not, this isn't a good, a great look, man. Like, like, you probably aren't that confident going into this. You're doing no. it for the bag. Like, you know, yep. he's doing it for the money. But it's like, your boy Ben Askren, you saw how that worked out. Like, yeah, I mean, like, but like, luckily Ben doesn't care about clout chasing. He doesn't care right. about like the the limelight. He doesn't care about trying to have a post career. He just wants to coach wrestling and like live off Bitcoin. True, like, right? That's it. But like Tyron, yeah, like he wants to be at movie premieres and he wants to like be around celebrity culture and all that stuff. Like this, this is going to be a disaster if he loses. This is his key to getting movie roles better than getting his dick chopped off by a <laughs> raccoon. So let's uh let's hope you know for Tyron Woodley's sake. Um let's hope he can get a, an upgrade. And it, part of it what's so sad too is like his mom is like the nicest person in oh, the world. Yeah. <laughs> Woodley. Miss Woodley hugging everybody. Even so even if they even if they beat him. Like I know you had to yeah. beat my baby. It's okay. Yeah. Thank you. Always like like Tyron Woodley's mom is like this saint in the world of MMA. Not only like, that, this is going to be in Jake Paul's hometown. Yeah, dude, he's getting knocked out. Or <laughs> Woodley's getting knocked out. Oh my god! And, Ma- and Mama Woodley's going to wind up being a way bigger star than like because like something will surface of like Mama Woodley like yeah. like hugging Jake and being yeah. like, "I'm so sorry, it got so you know difficult between you and my son and all this stuff." And like she'll wind up blowing up. Like, yeah. like it'll be like like she'll be the famous one. And Tyra's going to be like, "Oh man!" Like I remember he got really butt hurt when like rappers were tweeting at Ben Askren, and he's like. Man, these people don't even follow me. They follow you. And he's like, Ben doesn't even know who these people are. You know what what I'm saying? Like, he just wants to clout. He's a clout chaser. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I think he could definitely, definitely happen.